they did was trust God. I'm telling you, that's the good news of Jesus Christ. We have enemies against us, the world, the flesh, and the devil, and they are superior to us, but we don't have to fight them because Jesus already did. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you're with us. As today we wrap up our message, When Your Back is Up Against the Wall. And I think you're going to be encouraged today as we've been taking a look at what it means to live out the gospel and what difference it makes that Jesus has already defeated the flesh, the world, and the devil. Today, we're going to look more deeply at that truth, and I think you're going to be encouraged by that. Because we do face a very hostile enemy. In fact, the Bible talks about Satan's like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. We do have an enemy that's out to try and destroy us. But as Pastor Ford has pointed out, because of what Jesus did at the cross, conquering death and sin, you and I can have freedom and victory. We're going to look at that a little more closely today in the book of 2 Chronicles. We're in chapter 20. So if you can, I hope you'll open your Bible and join us there as we wrap up the message, When Your Back is Up Against the Wall. Here is Pastor Ford. He also, in verse 21, used the word we talked about last week, yada. It means to extend the hands. I don't know if you had children or grandchildren, uh, but whenever there's danger and my grandkids, I was around, they would be facing whatever it was. Say it was one of our dogs barking or something. And they would look and they would throw their hands up. They throw their hands up. Remember what it means to throw your hands up and praise the God? Who remembers the three things? Who want to get an A today? Never mind, who want to make $100? Give me all three of them. Okay, I know you couldn't do it. Exaltation examination and expectation. Yeah, and so what, what's the saying? When my grandkids, the dog would be barking, Papa, pa, and they, they throw their hands up, and I pick them up. And when I pick them up, you see, what happens is this. Uh, what they were looking at, they're now looking down on. See, I lifted them above their circumstances, and they felt safe because they were in my arms. And what I did was give them a new perspective where, where their enemy couldn't touch them because I'm so high. I'm going to buy this one too. Yeah. And so they lift their hands to God and they say, Lord, we love you, we trust you, we magnify you. It is, and then in verse 20, uh, 22, they used to heal them, to heal them. And, and so notice what happens. The first word, they praise in God for what he did in the past. The second word, they, they praise in God to do something now. To heal them means to praise God for what he has not yet done. That's what they're doing. They say, look, 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 God, you haven't done it yet. We're living in the right now, but we're praising you for the not yet. That's what we're doing. We're praising God on credit. Now, don't look at me like you don't know that you got to keep them credit scores up. Because here's what, here's what you want to do. You want to be able to go buy your car and get a low percentage rate 
interest rate and the interest rate that you have is based on the credit rating that you have. See, in other words, they're praising God on credit just like we do. In other words, we want to keep that credit score in the 800s because that will keep the interest below 5%. Now, some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. You haven't seen 5% interest in, you, you know, you, you, you know, you know why? Because your credit is no good. And so what they're doing is this. They paying their praise bills and they're praising him for what he has not yet done because they're, they're, they're putting their credit score high. I wouldn't take a chance. If, if I knew that God dwelt in the midst of the praises of his people, there's not going to be a day that I don't say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless you. I'm going to build up my praise credit score. Listen, I know these last two messages you haven't liked because they, they've, been, they've been on praise and, you know, and you say, he, he all emotional anyway, so it don't take much for him. I'm just not built that way. We talked about that last week. I don't care how you built. You praise God according to how the scriptures say you praise God. Amen. Yeah, there's no my way. There's only Yahweh when it comes to praising the Lord. So I don't even want to hear that. We tell, we tell everybody, you got to listen to this Bible. You got to bear this old Bible. Well, the Bible says, come into his presence with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. That's what the Bible says. Dr. A.P. Gibbs has a book called The Christian's Highest Obligation. It's about worship. Here's what he says. Quote, the Christian's highest obligation is to worship. Praising God should be in our nature. Praising God should be in our nature. Yes. Wait a minute, what does that mean? Okay, let me use his illustration. The nature of a dog is to bark. If you have a dog that never barks, something wrong with your dog. The nature of a cat is to meow. If your cat never meows, there's something wrong with your cat. The nature of a fish is to swim. If your fish isn't swimming, it's dead. The nature of a Christian is praise. And if you never praise God, you don't never say amen. You don't never raise your hand. You don't never say, thank you, Jesus. You don't never give him praise. You don't never shout. You don't never dance. Hey, and I ain't gonna look around. And I ain't gonna point nobody out, but I'm gonna tell you what. There are gonna be a few folk that gonna walk in here having never praised him. Hmm. Hmm. So what's going on here? It's the expectation of victory. 
Now, you know, uh, 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 the goat died. Uh, greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali, 76. I, you know, I, I, I like some of his quotes. He said, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Uh, he, said, he said, you can't hit what you can't see. Uh, here's another one. He said, he said, I'm so fast that when I turn off the light switch in my hotel room, I jump into bed before the room gets dark. Wait a minute, here's one he said, he said, he said, I don't wrestle with an alligator, I don't tussle with a whale, handcuffed lightning, thrown thunder in jail. Only last week I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean I make medicine sick. <laughs> now here's what I like about him. He he would predict. He had the expectation of victory, didn't he? He would predict when he was gonna knock somebody. No, it wasn't 100 percent but here's what I like. When he knew he got ready, he shuffled. He throw them hands up. Then he, bam, bam. He throw his hands up. See, see, why are they praising him? You ought to praise him if you expect God to come through for you. You throw your hands up. I'm already the victor. You shuffle. I'm already, I'm already, I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. I know that I'm going to have the victory because I don't fight for victory. I fight from victory. It's already been done. The battle is the Lord's. Mm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, let me give it to you quick, down and dirty. So then there's the catalyst, but I want you to see. Uh, then the conquest of the enemy, that's in 23 and 24. The enemy is conquered. Uh, all I want to say is this. Uh, let me read it to you. It says, uh, for the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. The enemy destroyed each other. God gave them the victory and they didn't lose a person. You know what that means? Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Now, you have to understand what it says. Formed is what word? Walking Bible, remember? Formed. What is it? Yatsar. Yatsar. Anybody remember what Yatsar? He says, and God made the woman Yatsar. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's what it means. It means to form and to shape with a purpose in mind. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give him praise. Give him glory in the house of the Lord. Yes, sir. You're listening to Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., a message entitled, When Your Back is Up Against the Wall. And we're going to get back to this message in just one moment. Hey, we'd love to know where you're listening and why you're listening and what difference Pastor Ford's teaching may be making in your life. A couple different ways you can give us your feedback. You can always contact us through our website. Just come to treasuretruthradio.org, click on the contact link, and fill out that form. We'll also pass those along and make sure that Pastor Ford sees that. If you have a question, you can always ask your question to Pastor Ford that way. Again, that's treasuretruthradio.org and click on the contact link. But you can also contact us and give us your feedback through social media, like Twitter or Facebook. 
In fact, we recently heard from a listener named William on Facebook, and he says, Hi, Pastor Ford. I listen to you week after week about how to bring people back to God, and I love it. And Colleen says, Thanks, Pastor Ford. You're speaking to me tonight. I'm encouraged. Well, William, Colleen, and everyone else who's given us your feedback, thank you for letting us know that you're out there and that this Bible teaching is making a difference in your life. Again, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and give us your feedback that way. Or again, through the website, treasuredtruthradio.org, and click on the contact link. And as long as you're at the website, go ahead and click on the Books by Pastor Ford link. You can see the different titles available as a paperback or in an ebook format. Many of those about marriage or relationships. Again, that's Books by Pastor Ford when you come to treasuredtruthradio.org. Let's get back to the message when your back is up against the wall. Again, here is Pastor Ford. So here, no weapon formed. You know what it means? It doesn't mean they can't start it. And it doesn't mean they can't shape it. But it does mean it won't be successful. You remember Haman? Haman wants to kill Mordecai and the Jews. Uh, So uh, Mordecai saved the king's life. And y'all know the story. And uh, the king, uh, uh, God gave him a dream where he remembered. He said, uh, Haman, what, what, what do you think I ought to do to the man I want to honor? And Haman thought he was talking about him. He said, put him on a white horse and have somebody lead him through the city and have everybody saying, yeah, he all that and a bag of chips. He's big baller, shot caller, number one stunner, player, player from the Himalayas. He said, have him say that. He said, okay, do it to Mordecai. He was hanged on the gallows that he built for Mordecai. That's what God does. That's what he does. Uh, Dr. Samuel DeWitt Proctor uh, was invited in 1950 to speak at Duke University. And the chaplain there said, oh, I didn't know you were African-American. You can't speak. No African-American has ever spoken here in the history of Duke and ever will. It only happened over my dead body. Uh, That dean died, and they buried him in that chapel uh, under the pulpit. Uh, They called, the new chaplain called Dr. Samuel DeWitt Proctor to preach. And uh, he he said, yeah, you'll be preaching there. And I want to tell you, our old dean, his casket is under the ground over which the pulpit stands. And Dr. Proctor in his book uh, uh, said, I stood over it, over his dead body and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, God will make your enemy. I done told you, I'm going to say it again. I don't care who's in the White House. I don't care who's in the State House. I don't care who's in the courthouse. I don't care who's in the schoolhouse. All I know is the answer going to come from the church house. I know that, that Christ is the answer. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's God wrapped up in human form. He can never be thwarted. He's not worried about what's going to happen. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. That's it. That's it. Let me, let me give you the rest of them. I, I'm going to uh, bottom line it. Okay, so know what happens. So uh, there's the catalyst for this fruitfulness from God. And then uh, there's the conquest. And then notice there's a celebration. I might as well skip that. They begin to celebrate. 
what God has done. Now remember, there was a celebration before the battle. There's a celebration in the midst of the battle. Now there's a celebration after the battle. And, and so in the beginning, they didn't wait till the battle was over. They shout now. But then afterward, they're celebrating. They're giving God the glory. That's what we do when we come to worship. We ought to think about it. Now, we only do communion once. Uh, but my friend Tim, they do it every Sunday. Why? Because it says it offers you do this. Now, 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 what are we supposed to be doing? We're commemorating and celebrating all that he's done for us. Man, the songwriter said he's done so much for me, I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. Okay, so here's the bottom line. It's celebration and then notice uh, the calm that they have so that God gives them rest from their enemy. Don't forget in this passage, there is currency as well. Uh, let me read it. Let me read it. It's uh, in, in verse 25. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels which they stripped off for themselves more than they can carry it away. They were three days and gathering of the spoil. It was to, that's currency. Yeah, the wealth of the wicked is reserved for the righteous. That's right. I don't tell you again. You know, he said, the poor you'll have with you always. He never said I had to be one of y'all. I don't have a poverty mentality. Although I'm not, I'm not trying to get rich, I don't have a poverty mentality. I know God is a provider. And, 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 and God had people in the Bible who were rich. Amen. And so here now, he, he gave them uh, the wealth of the wicked. Man, I don't know about you, but like I, I do it all the time. I say, who has my money? <laughs> okay, let me tell you what it all boils down to. Say favor. That's what God has granted to them. In this battle, they have favor. And so what happens? What does favor do for you? I'm glad you asked. You asked an intelligent question. Favor is when you can shop at Walmart and look like you shop at Neiman Marcus. Favor is when you're driving a hoopty, uh, but it runs as well and lasts as long as a Mercedes Benz. Favor is when God can have you stretch $20 like it's $50. Favor is when you are 70, but you look 55. Yeah, favor is when God keeps your children even when they're out of your sight. Favor ain't fair, but it sure is Fabulous. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. It's long enough. It's long enough. I, I have more notes here, but I'm, I'm going to let it go because here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. You say, you, you say, where do you see Jesus in all of this? Well, he's there. You know how I know he's there? Because you can't win a battle with a superior army without losing something or someone. But this was all done by grace. What does that mean? They didn't have to do anything. All they did was trust God. I'm telling you, that's the good news of Jesus Christ. We have enemies against us, the world, the flesh, and the devil, and they are superior to us. But we don't have to fight them because Jesus already did. 
that what he gave to us was called the grace of God. What is that? It's God's redemption at Christ's expense. That he went to Calvary and died for you and I, and we didn't have to do anything. I know that because I got booked to back that up. He says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that is a gift of God, not a result of works, lest any man should boast. Titus 3, 5, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Wow. Think of what he went through for you and for me. Let me see if I can tell you what he did as I begin to take my seat. Jesus was born in a stable. He was heralded by angels. He was worshiped by wise men. He was seen by shepherds. He was feared by Herod. He was stalked by Satan. He was raised in Nazareth. He was smuggled into Africa, baptized in Jordan, tempted in the wilderness, came out preaching. He gave sight to the blind. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He was taunted by the crowd, betrayed by friends, denied by Peter, crucified on a cross, buried in a borrowed tomb. But early, as the old preacher would say, early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. And death couldn't sting him, and the grave couldn't hold him, and hell couldn't keep him. He said in the book of Revelation, I am the one who was dead, but now I'm alive, and I have the keys of death, hell, and the grave. That's enough to make a Presbyterian shout. I wonder why it don't make you shout. Father, we thank you, and we praise you for your grace to us. Help us, Lord, when our back is against the wall. Amen to that, right? Well, our message has been called, When Your Back Is Up Against the Wall. It's from 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and you can always go back and listen to any of the broadcasts in this series when you come to our website. It is treasuredtruthradio.org. You know, as we were wrapping up today's program, Pastor Ford's teaching, him just reminding us of who Jesus is and how he's conquered sin and conquered death just makes me think that there may be some of us listening today who don't know what that means, that Jesus has conquered sin and death, and what that can mean for you today. I mean, maybe you get the uh, concept or the idea that somehow Jesus beat Satan, but what does that mean for you in the here and now? How does that impact the way that you live today? Well, when we recognize the fact that we've been created for a relationship with God, but sin has marred that relationship, it's separated us from Him, and because of our sin nature, there's nothing we can do to be right with God again, then we recognize the fact that we do need a Savior, someone who can wipe that slate clean. And that's what Christ has done for those who will confess their sin and begin that relationship of faith with Him. If you feel that nudge in your spirit to come to Christ in that way, then I want to encourage you to act on that. If you come to Him like that, He will not turn you away. And someone wants to talk with you about beginning that relationship with Him when you call this toll-free number. It's 1-888-NEED-HIM. That's 1-888-NEED-HIM. Well, thanks for listening today. I also want to say thanks to our producer, Amy Rios. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.